Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here. It's running the four game Call of Duty main slate on Friday. Uh, before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, and esports daily fantasy sports slates, esports including Call of Duty, League of Legends, Counter-Strike, CSGO. If you guys are interested in CSGO content, I'll have a video up for the two game slate right for this. If you guys are interested in the basketball tournament or TBT, I did just upload my video for that two game slate on Friday. Um, also, we are at 3.46 thousand subscribers now. So if you guys enjoy this content, the easiest way to support me, recommend it to a friend if you like the content. Or leave a like button, subscribe if you haven't already, hit the notification bell. Those things help me out to continue to get more views on my videos, continue to put more free content for you guys every single day. Again, we have multiple videos every single day. Three or four seems like uh, this week. It's been really, really busy. But uh, again, love making these videos. Um, if you listen to us at Apple Podcasts, if you would leave a five-star rating and review, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, it's just the DK DFS show. The link is in the description below. But with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So really excited about to be talking about Call of Duty again. It feels like it's been, what, two, I think it's been three weeks now since we have the last slate. Um, in my opinion, Call of Duty is the, the most fun game to watch for, for eSports. Uh, again, it's a game that I personally played competitive for a while, so... Uh, but it's really, really fun game to watch if you guys haven't watched it before. But um, let's talk about it. So, yeah, again, we have four games slate. And right now what we're going to do is I'm going to switch over to my spreadsheet that I made for you guys. So, which I did already tweet out if you guys uh, want access to this. It's just on my Twitter. And that is in the description below. Uh, let me make sure this looks good. Let me expand it all the way. Uh, make sure we can still see everything. Looks pretty good. All right. So let's do it. Um, I have these games listed in order of how they're, they're they're played, I guess, tomorrow. So the first game here is Paris versus Toronto. Well, I guess first what we can do is we can, we can talk about the stats on here, right? So obviously we have the player's name, uh, their team, their, sal their DraftKings salary, uh, their Vegas odds, uh, their overall KD, which is definitely something you want to focus on, overall kills, overall deaths, average hill time, which is hard point time, plants per game, uh, which is search and destroy, caps per domination, obviously domination, recent KD, that's their most recent tournament. I went back and got their KD from that, so you can kind of see how they've been playing recently. Um, if you guys are new to Call of Duty and DFS as uh, an eSport, uh, it's a little bit different than some of the other eSports. So how it works is there's a five-game series. Uh, it's a best of five, and there's a rotation of games. So it starts with Hardpoint, then Search and Destroy, then Domination, then Hardpoint, then Search and Destroy. Uh, the hard points are the games that players score the most in, followed by Domination, followed by Search and Destroy. Uh, and there's no match sweep bonus, at least not yet, so on DraftKings. So the big risk is, you know, with targeting teams that are pretty big favorites are there's a decent chance they can win 3-0, and again, you don't get any reward for winning like a 3-0 sweep, so you miss out on points in the last two games. So really what you want to do is kind of focus on games you think will stay close or hope if you target a team that's a big favorite, hopefully the underdog can win a map, right, and gets that game four. Really that game four is key, that, that second hard point, because the... The second S&D is good, right? But you're not getting a whole lot of points. Like, at most, you'll probably get, like, 15 or to plus 15 or so for a player. So it's a tricky eSport in that aspect, right, of there's definitely some variance involved, right? You'll have games that are projected to stay close that go 3-0. Games that are projected to be a blowout and a 3-0 sweep actually stay close. A lot of the times we've seen that recently with Atlanta Phase. They've been huge favorites, and they've just let teams stay uh, hung around in series. So... Um, yeah, that's really the breakdown there of, you know, Call of Duty and how it works as DFS. But let's now talk about uh, the players that I'm liking. So we'll start with the first game here again. Paris and Toronto. 
On the pair side, I think it's pretty simple for me. Uh, they've really been struggling. Like, re they looked really bad the last tournament. There's only one guy I'm considering here in Dens. If you look at his KD compared to everyone else on his team, clearly, clearly stands out. Now, again, how you get points for uh, Call of Duty DFS is it's two points for a kill, one, minus one for a death. Uh, and then you do get some objective points, right? So you get, like, 0.1 points for every um, second. The hard points on average, players get about five points for that. You get three points for a plant and defuse. Um, you know, players, uh, you can get, like, six points for that, so it's a little bit something to look at, I guess. Caps for Dom, against one point, I think, for a cap. You're going to get about five, five points or so for that. So really, those OBG stats are, I included them, but they're not super important. What you want to focus on is their KD. And obviously, Dens looks the best on his team, right? Clearly stands out. He's at 7.6, where you got Luka at 9.8. I don't really know why DraftKings priced him up to be the most expensive player on the slate. Sure, he's a decent player, but he should not be the most expensive player on the slate. So he's an easy, easy fade for me. Um, yeah, it's really dense for me, and that's it. I think he, he makes for a decent play, but... The risk here, again, is it's just Paris have really been struggling. Now, if you look to the Toronto side here, um, another team that I don't really like too much for DFS, they're, they're very up and down. Uh, they are minus 200 favorites here against, again, a struggling Paris team. Uh, you have Cam at 8K, Bantz at 6.4, uh, Metals at 7.6, Kleenex at 7.8, the new addition, and then Methods at 8.4K. Um, if you look at the, their last tournament, right, it was Methods that played the best, but the previous tournaments he was really bad. Uh, again, it's just a team that I never really feel confident targeting anyone, to be honest. Now, I think the guy that stands out, right, if you look at KDs, is definitely Methods. He uses the AR. Um, you know, most of the time he's the guy that's going to have the best KD on his team. A guy like Kleenex, I think, is interesting and goes maybe forgotten about on the slate at 7.8K. Again, he seems maybe priced about right, maybe slightly overpriced, but. He flashed some good upside. He looked really good in those SNDs. So I have a little bit of interest there. All in all, though, um, Toronto's a team, again, not, not a team I'm overly excited about. So next, let's move on to London versus Chicago. Uh, Chicago right now, minus 260 favorites. Again, London plus 185 underdogs. Let's start with the London side here. So you have Dylan at 8.2, Scraps at 8K, Wuskin at 7.2, Shawnee at 6.2, and Zero at 7.6K. So looking at those prices and looking at the KDs, right, it's pretty clear who stands out, right? It's definitely Wasting at 7.2K. Their AR, he looked really good the last tournament, went for 1.27 KD. Um, yeah, I, I like him a good amount as a value play. I, I think he's very underpriced. He was in like the 6K range last time they are on the slate, just way too cheap. Now, he's not a guy that's going to put up like an enormous performance because... Um, he's not a guy that's going to be in a lot of those gunfights, but he is going to have a good KD, right? So he's not going to have the most kills for the team most of the time, but he's mostly, or most of the time he's going to have a really good KD, which is good. Um, so I do like Wuskin a good amount as a value play. Like Dylan at scraps in both 8 and 8.2K. I don't see myself getting to them really. Um, Shawnee at, at 6.2 is a stay away. Zero at 7.6, probably a stay away too. So really it's probably Wuskin for me, and that's about it on this team. On the Chicago side, um, again, they're minus 260 favorites. They're the second biggest favorites on the slate. So one thing you have to slightly consider here is there's a there's a chance they could win 3-0, right? And then you get the, you don't, don't get the next two maps. Um, you have Envoy at 8.6, Scump at 7K, Formal at 9.4, R-Cities at 7.8, Pristini at 6.6K. So Pristini, their OBJ guy, is a complete stay away from me. Scump at 7K I think makes for an interesting value play. I think he goes... 
a little bit forgotten about on the slate because I think a guy like Wuskin's going to eat up a good amount of ownership as a value play. I think a couple other guys maybe we'll talk about here in a sec that will definitely, like a guy like Dens, might, will get some ownership. But Skump's a guy that I think goes forgotten about, but he is a guy that can, you know, carry this team. Again, if you've been watching, or if you're a Call of Duty esports fan, Skump has, you know, back in the day, he was always considered the best Call of Duty player for a long time, up until probably a year or two ago. Um, he's still a good player, right? He's a submachine gun. He's a guy that's going to be in a lot of those gunfights. And a 7K price point, I think, makes for an interesting value play because no one's going to play him, in my opinion. Envoy at 8.6, another sub, but, you know, I would just prefer getting to Skump to Envoy, personally. Uh, and then you have Formal and R-Cities, two players that are pretty similar. And a Formal looked really good, the last, like, really good the last tournament, right? He had a 1.28 KD. Um, he's at a 1.11 overall, where R-Cities at 1.06. Both are pretty similar players. Both have pretty similar stats. Um, Formal's at 9.4. R-City's at 7.8K. So I think R-City's might look a little bit better for his price. But again, Formal looked really good that last tournament. So he should be. He could be like getting back into his form. And Formal, I think when he's playing well, is arguably the best AR in, in Call of Duty. So I have interest in both those guys. Maybe for their price, I would slightly prefer R-City's. But I think both look pretty decent. Um, again, formal you're going to have to a premium for him, but again, he looked really good that last tournament. Next, let's move on to Atlanta versus LA Gorillas. So Atlanta phase are the biggest favorites of the day, minus 345. Again, uh, LA Gorillas plus 235. This Atlanta team is, it, it just seems like they cannot uh, win 3-0. Like, no matter who they play. They, they play like the worst teams, and they always seem to, to go for even five games. Uh, the Gorillas, I think the last time they played, they pushed them to five games. I think they're... Atlanta phase reverse swept them, if I remember correctly. Um, so the main concern with these Atlanta phase guys is they have the best chance to win 3-0, right? So that is the risk with targeting these guys. Now, if the Gorillas can win that first S&D, that second map, that's the game I think is the most likely they can win. Uh, that's the team. That's the game underdogs always have the best shot at to win is the S&D. And the Gorillas are a pretty good S&D team. So if they, can, if they can win that S&D and you get four maps in the series – you could see, or even five, you could see a pretty big score out of guys like Simp, Selium, um, a BZ looked pretty good, a Major Maniac's been in really good form. So I think, really, I would consider all these guys, maybe besides Priesta, who's been kind of struggling of late. Well, let's start with the top two guys here. Simp, Selium, always seem to garner ownership, but because they're the biggest favorites of the day, we've seen at least the last couple times where they have been big favorites, they don't get a whole lot of ownership. So... Yeah, I think these guys go a little bit lower owned because people are worried about the 3-0 sweep, which I think they should be. But it, it seems like Atlanta Phase cannot win 3-0. And again, Gorillas, they're a good S&D team. Um, so if you're playing the Atlanta Phase, you got to hope the Gorillas can win that, that first S&D. Uh, yeah, Simp a 1.15, uh, KD, Selium 1.15 as well. Both are very similar pl- uh, players. Simp the, the sub, Selium the AR. Both have enormous upside. Both put up, put up enormous scores. I like both those guys a good amount. You get 9K for Selim, 8.8K for Simp. So you're getting those guys at slight discounts of some of the other guys at the top, right? Uh, I think DraftKings did that because there's a decent chance to win 3-0. So it's all about your risk-reward, right? Do you want to risk it and hope that the Grills can win a map? Because then I think Simp and Selim could put up pretty big scores. Uh, Abiz, is a guy that looked pretty decent at last tournament. He's at 8.4K. He's a very... Very aggressive submachine gun player. He's always in those first gunfights. If you watch S and D, he's always the one, uh, you know, either getting first blood or getting first blooded. And Major Maniac at seven point four K 
is a guy that I think looks really good. Now, compared to his team, sure, he doesn't get as many kills, but recent performances, he's been up there. Like, he's had games where he's led the team in kills. Again, he had a 1.14 KD. That led the team last tournament. Well, sure, he's most of the time he's not going to knock the guy that's going to get like 30-plus kills, but he's got good KD. He's been in really good form. I think, if you look, let me confirm this, but he has, um, let me go to the Call of Duty slate first, uh, not the TBT slate. Um, give me one second here, guys. Um, all right, let's go phase. Major Maniac. Yeah, he's had five straight games of over 100 fancy points. 101, 115, 116, 116, 117. Those games, he went 74 and 56, 78 and 61, 86 and 71, 83 and 66, 80 and 68. Right? So he is starting to pick up the slang a bit, and his price is not really catching up. So I do kind of like Major Maniac as a value play. Um, again, the risk with all these land phase guys I want to mention one more time is there is a decent chance they win 3-0, which would be a bad thing. Uh, but, yeah, that's really my th thoughts there. I think there are some pretty good plays. Really, I think you can consider four, uh, four of the five guys there. Priest's guy probably would stay with, but everyone else I think is certainly viable. On the LA Gorilla side, so not the best team here, but they did almost beat FaZe last time they played. Uh, again, the biggest underdogs in the slate. You're getting them at all pretty cheap price points. Uh, Blastful is the guy that has the best numbers at 7.4K, 1.08 KD. He had a 1.17 KD, the, their most recent tournament. Um, you know, him, Decimate, I think you can look to. And maybe, you know, if you wanted to go, like, a game stack here, because, again, I think this is a game people might avoid because they think it's going to go 3-0, and that's the way you want to differentiate yourself. Maybe you want to play a couple phase guys and run it back with someone on the Gorillas. I think you could look to Decimator Blastful, um, but I don't think I would consider any of those guys for cash games. So those are the only two I would consider, I think, but more GPP contrarian plays. Next, let's talk about New York here. So team that's definitely starting to, to turn the corner here. They're looking like one of the better teams now in Call of Duty. They're minus 170 favorites. Um, we have Minnesota, who's looked good at first, now kind of struggling, plus 130 dogs. Um, the guy that stands out, even though he's priced up, is Mac Melts, 9.2K. I really like Mac. He's one of my favorite plays. He's just the do-it-all guy for this team right now. He does the OBJ work. Look at that. Averaging 85 seconds in the hard point compared to, like, ever, like that is way better than anyone even on the slate. Uh, he's also the, the plant guy, right, averaging 1.45 plants per game, which is big, right? A plant is three points. If he gets about two plants, that's another six points right there. He's also a guy that's going to get a lot of the dom cap. So he's a guy that um, is really doing it all for this team, right? He's doing the OBJ work. He's doing the slaying. I really like Mac. I think he's probably the best spin up on the slate. Um, he's going to be popular for sure. He's definitely going to be one of the most popular plays, but I do really, really like him. Now, the other players in this team was Zuma at 6.8, Temp at 7K, Attach at 7.4, Accuracy at 6.4K. I think are all in play, right? They're pretty cheap price points. Um, if you wanted to go game stack, which I think this game probably looks the best to game stack, I think you could consider one of those other guys. Now, sure, who's been in the best form of late, right? It's been uh, Attach at a 1.11. Uh, KD that last tournament, but he's 7.4K. Actually, he's at 6.4K. I think he's in play, too. Really, I think you can make an argument for any of those guys. I don't I don't think one really stands out, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't talk you off playing someone else in the New York side with Mac, right? If you want to pair Mac with one of those cheap options, I think that's fine. Um, and then lastly, let's talk about Minnesota here. So, 
Uh, Minnesota's a team that's been really struggling, but I think there's some interesting plays here. So you've got Iraq's 8.2, Alex at 6.8, uh, Assault at 9.6, Silly at 7.2, Asim at 6.2K. So uh, Silly and Asim are cross us, so maybe wouldn't even consider them. I think a really, really interesting, and one of the top value plays, in my opinion, is Alex at 6.8K. Now, sure, look at that most recent tournament, right? Terrible. But I would not be worried there. He only played one series, and he played injured. He had a thumb injury. He's back now. Um, that really lowered his overall KD. I don't know where he's at before, but he was over, I think, 1.1 KD. And now you're getting him at a huge discount at 6.8K. So that injury lowered the price big time, and now you can buy low on him. He is up there. You know, with Wuskin as, in my opinion, the top value on the slate. So I do really like Alex. I know this team has been struggling. Not super worried about last tournament because he played injured. And then, again, they had to use a substitute in the, in the next day because he, he couldn't play. It was that bad. So Alex is a guy at that price. I think Sansa is one of the better value plays. And then you have Assault and Goddorex. So Goddorex started the season really hot, right? He had like a 1.3 KD. It's slowly been trickling down. Uh, he had a 1.05 last last tournament. Not terrible. 8.2K. I, I think he's priced about right. I think he looks like he makes a decent value option or a decent just mid-tier play kind of. Uh, I think he's fine, right? I, I'm not like over the moon about him, but I think he does make for a pretty good play. And for game stacking, again, this game kind of looks pretty good to game stack, right? You use like Mac and Assault, maybe Gatorx too, and then run it back with a couple other guys. I think it's a viable strategy. Um, and then Assault at 9.6. Um... He's been playing really well for this team again. They looked terrible last turn, but he was the one bright spot. He had a 1.17 KD. Um, yeah, him, Goddorex are the two guys that have the most upside. Um, you know, Assault is almost the most expensive guy at 9.6K. So if you're going to make me choose with like him and Mac, I'm going to give that edge to Mac. I think you can play both, though, if you want to. Um, so I do have interest in Assault. Again, he is a guy that can put up some pretty big numbers, him and Goddorex. Um, you know, for their prices... Maybe I'll sell you prefer Goddorex because you get him at a $1,400 difference. But all in all, I think three plays look pretty good in this team. It's Goddorex, it's Alex, and it's Assault. Um, and then lastly, roster construction purposes. So people always ask me, I get the questions all the time, you know, what do you usually do for a cash hand build? What do you do for a GPP build? And my, my always answer to that is it depends on the slate. I know it's not the answer you want to hear, but that's really the answer, right? Because... Um, if three games are, go 3-0, right, three games are a 3-0 sweep and one game goes all five maps, obviously you're going to want a game stack for that game, right? But if you have all four games go four or five maps, then you could have a mix and match. So it depends how the slate pans out, really. Um, and that's why I think it, it makes this uh, it makes Rock Construction interesting. So there's a lot of different ways you can go. I think you can make an argument for a lot of different ways, right? You can have a spread out roster. You can have a game stack. And I think both make sense, right? Now, for like a cash game setting, I think you just want to target the, the the top teams and the top players, right? So guys like a Mac Meltz, right? Um, a guy like Simpersellium, you know, a guy like Formal. Uh, I know I'm, I'm naming off a lot of those expensive guys, but then you you know you can use value guys maybe like a Wuskin or or like a uh, an Alex, right? So that's probably how I'd go about cash games. Um, and then lastly, let's go ahead and switch back over to DraftKings here. Uh, and let's talk about the team slot really quick. So I think there are a couple uh, interesting team spot plays here. So normally, phase is kind of a plug-and-play team for me. They're always going to be priced at 3K. But I think there is merit to look elsewhere here. You know, New York is 1.6K. They're favorites. 
and they're 1.6K. I kind of like that as a value option. Toronto, they're pretty big favorites against Paris, who've really been struggling. I like them at 2K. Um, I think you can make an argument for the Huntsmen, who are the second biggest favorites at 2.4. So those would be the four teams I'd like to obviously phase the top. I think will garner ownership. But do you have to play them, right? I think there is merit to looking to one of those cheaper teams to be able to get, you know, use that uh, money to spend up on other guys, right? So again, Chicago I like, I like Toronto, I like New York. Those are the teams I would consider for uh, the team spot. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's video, guys. So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I'd really appreciate it if you like this video. Subscribe if you haven't already and hit the notification bell. Um, yeah, again, those things really, really do help me out, guys, to continue to put out free content every single day. If you guys are interested in CSGO, again, I have a video up right after this. Thanks again, guys. Hope you guys all have a good night, and I will see you all in the next video.